So welcome back to the 21st episode of the ClassCast podcast. Since recording, uh, <laughs> the situation for Ashley Tippins' business, Tiny Toes Dance, uh, the situation for all businesses and schools has changed dramatically because of the coronavirus outbreak uh, pandemic and the number of schools that have closed, businesses closing, uh, changing operations, etc. All small businesses. Yeah. And so, you know, we recorded this on the same day that I recorded episode 20 with John Cassica and, you know, knew that this one was going to come second. And within a day, you know, maybe not even a day later, all of the a sudden, next day at 5 a.m. Yeah, this no, no, that was actually that was already done, I think. But the situation had changed pretty dramatically yeah. for you at that point. Oh, yeah. So, given that public schools are closed pretty much everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, and that you work in daycares Child and preschools, centers, yeah, how many of them are closed or open, and what's the situation there? So, Tiny Toes runs programs in 16 locations. Wow, pretty awesome, right? Um, some of them are child care centers, the majority of them, and a few of them are open gyms. Uh, the gyms are open, but they're limiting to six people there. But for the whole of the program, I just think it's safer to follow the CDC, follow the health guidelines of just social distancing. Go home, stay away, flatten the curve. So even though those gyms are open, we have made the choice to uh, suspend in-person classes for now. Okay. How many out of out of the actual schools, like, have any of the so preschools closed? Or child yes. Have they closed? Are yes. they all open? Yes. A handful of them have closed their doors, uh, mostly private ones, like mm-hmm. private, private, not the ones that are um, franchises. Okay. okay. The franchise ones are all open. However... They have let me know that even though they are open, they are not allowing outside visitors in. Mm-hmm. They're not even allowing parents in the door. They are allowing parents to drop off their kid. They pick the kid up outside and take them inside. Right. So I wouldn't even be allowed in if I tried. Which is which is funny. I mean, it's a nice idea, but, you know, literally if you think the parent has something, then the, the, kid, kid, has the it. kid has it too. You yeah. Know? So, I mean, it, it looks safe. I don't know that that's actually doing anything. Mm-hmm. It might save them a small amount of cleaning, but um, yeah. regardless, you know, I, I guess it's better safe than sorry. And when you're a private business, it's important to at least look safe. I was going to say it's more of the appearance of doing something more. Yeah, liability issues. Yeah. So for you, that means that you can't go in and teach classes. That's right. Uh, and that means that a lot of other similar businesses, you know, you pointed out that you had run the conference. I forget what it was called. Preschool Vendor Expo. Yeah. So, you know, you ran that. So you have contact with a lot of other similar businesses that yeah. have a similar business model that go yeah. into these locations. I even reached out to them like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, what's going on? But I need everybody... to reach back out. It was, it was last Friday. Yeah. So okay. it was the Friday schools were closed that I reached out and they were like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and so the I had a plan in my so head and I shared that, but I, I really, I don't know. So it was Friday the 13th of March. Friday the 13th. There you go. Like, is everybody just shutting down? I, I don't know at this point. I've been so consumed with getting our online school and program online. So you're not shutting down. I am not shutting down. So what do you do? Like, I, well, I mean, obviously I know what you're doing, but we're trying to show it to other people. <laughs> I, I have seen a lot of friends who either run, say, dance schools or, you know, karate studios and things like that. Yeah. Who are 
basically just posting a lot of videos. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of people are going to Facebook, Instagram, a lot of social media, doing private classes in all of my dance studio resource Facebook groups. They're doing Zoom lessons, so you know they can do one-on-one privates, and those are great for older kids. Mm-hmm. They're perfect. But it's just not the best option for me right, and for younger, Tiny Toast Dance. I mean, students. they're little kids. Parents are most likely working from home, so they don't need to say, oh, every day at 3 o'clock, I have to stop everything that we're doing. Right. Hey, Kate, quit throwing a temper tantrum because I gave you the wrong cup and go listen to your teacher on the TV. Like, yeah, the, <laughs> like, the scheduling thing is not... That's actually really important, and that came up, part of, yeah. you know, we had a virtual faculty meeting today, and one of the questions that people brought up most often, you know, and you have 150-some people... Mm-hmm. involved in a meeting you right. know it was, it was pretty intense yeah, um, i have me in my brain like that's about yeah, it yeah but they but you guys the most common more. question was that if people were going to use you know whatever zoom or google features or whatever it may be how do you schedule it to make sure that you know your english teacher and your history teacher aren't trying to teach something on video at the same time and then you had people saying well you know Maybe it's not smart to do this at all because a lot of these kids are going to end up babysitting their younger siblings. Yeah, there's a lot going on Or they have other right responsibilities now. around the house or, mm-hmm. you know, the parents are working from home. And so this is going to create – so some people were saying if you do anything, you just post the video and let them do it. And you can't do it three it. days. Figure it out. Some people are saying, well, we need to do this. I need to teach. And, you know, I, I, I understand where they're coming from. I personally I think – need to teach. Well, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that person – is maybe hanging on to the traditional school model a little too tightly. A little too much. Maybe overall, but specifically right now. So you're doing something different. You're not doing a live At this time, I'm not stream. going live. I mean, no. you know, if someone requested it or something, you could... Yeah, but, and but it's that's, probably that's in the works as we get, you know, further into this because I think we're slowly starting to realize this isn't a... a we'll be back at the end of April. Like, this is long-term. Yeah. And it's it's scary. So, I mean, I have to be able to amp it up in a different way, get some more interest going on um, when the end of the school year happens because yeah, I mean, that's you know. where my kids are going. They're going to the end of the school year, and then I'm supposed to start a new summer session. So how do I amp up interest in another whole session with yeah. not being in person for classes? So, yeah, like eventually I think do. that's something else that will be added to the online program. But Yeah, one of the hardest things to do is to build a roster, right, to attract clientele. Oh, um, yeah, I forget. start from There's, scratch. Like, What's the word for that? Like, luckily, I won't be starting from scratch. Like, no, no, I mean, people obviously, you still, have the contacts. Was it client acquisition or something? There's a yeah. term for that, but... Um, so you just, you need to keep it costs more money to get a brand new student than it does to to retain a student. Right. So, so what are you doing if you're not doing the live video classes or if you're not just posting one way videos, say on social media, what is it that you're doing that you think is different? So Tiny Toes Dance is offering private Google classrooms. So each school, each location that we're at has their own Google classroom They can log into it at any point. They can see videos of all different styles of class and recitals class. They uh, recital choreography. They also have access to a Spotify playlist where all of our music is listed. So if they just wanted to put it on and see what their kid does, Mm -hmm. they have access to that, access to their recital music. Um, I even put in some fun like little coloring sheets and 
some links to like some really cute YouTube videos so that other people extra have done. activities. Yeah, and, like know. just some so things. It's, here's here's what we're doing mm-hmm. plus some you know, and ancillary. The cool, the cool thing is, is I've been able to post like a full class, so they get like a whole forty five minute class. Mm-hmm. But then I've broken each class into different segments. So then they have like the ballet warm up and stretch. Then they have ballet technique. They have a jazz warm up, jazz exercises, recital choreography. Um, some classes have tap, so they get the tap warm up and tap technique. Um, some classes have hip hop, so they get that as well. Right. And so next week, my goal is to, like this week, was set it up for what their class is. If their class is jazz hip hop, that's what they have in their Google Classroom. Next week, they're going to have access to ballet and tap. As so you're well. actually going to broaden the yeah. scope of of yeah. So the class say they're they're materials. signed up for a ballet jazz class. Hey, next week you get to learn some tap. Let's try it. You lose the in person thing, which no one can control, mm-hmm. but you are actually getting mm-hmm. a broader. And the education. cool thing is, is Nicole is one of my instructors, my only other instructor. So it's just me and her sharing the entire program. And right now we have it set up to where her classes see her on video. They're mm-hmm. like, hey, that's my teacher. That's Miss Nicole. Right. Or, hey, that's Miss Ashley. So they know me. They know what we're going to be working right. on. And they're excited. Parents are commenting on the videos and on the posts. And they're like, my kid's so happy to see you. Like, she misses you. So you have some continuity. Especially, you yeah. know, remembering that you're working with kids, what, under five? Right? Yeah. <laughs> that having that routine and having that familiarity yeah. is important. Um, I think, you know, we forget about that a lot. Yeah, even at the high school level, we're thinking about it, the relationships with the kids, especially mm-hmm. the kids who maybe don't have such a great home life, and yeah. school is actually a little reprieve for them. You know, The kids who want to go to school, even though they might not act like they want to be there, like it's a better place for them, Yeah. even for little kids in a very good situation, having that relationship and with that your teacher, routine yeah. is very important. Like and It's hard they, to change that. I feel like it's different, though, being in a public school because they have to come to school. Right. But for me, I work really, really hard for those relationships because if I don't click with a student, if they don't feel safe with me, if they're not having fun and learning with me, they go home and tell their parents they don't want to do it. Right. I never see the parent. Right. So I don't have that interaction, and it's a choice to be there. Right. The parent can say, well, this isn't something that's needed it was something fun for you to do something exciting and so like me building those relationships is really like the core of the program because without those relationships i don't have students that want to be there and then i can't do the class you know so so having the video and it hurts not seeing them because like i build those relationships with them like I'm in pain. Yeah, now you don't <laughs> like, see them. Yeah, I want to see my kids or my students. So, like, so what? So, doing Google Classroom yeah. as opposed to Zoom or Facebook, YouTube, or whatever, what, links, what, like, yeah. What it, what is going to make this different? Aside from the fact that it provides a structure, so know, it does have a structure. It has like a like a social media stream when you first mm-hmm. log in, so you can see like everything I've done. Parents can write like little comments on it and it's only open to that class so only students of that class can see that and then it has a second page which is classwork and i've listed all the videos there and what's really cool about it is once the parent or the student watches it they can post a picture a video a comment they can reply to me privately so it doesn't share it with the whole class it's literally just to me or miss nicole to the teacher Mm -hmm. and we can see them and we can interact with them on that level 
so you can provide feedback and comments directly to the and student. Right. Whereas if you were doing a live stream class, you can see the kids dancing and they can t- and you can say, "All right, hold on." And you can tell them. Right. But you then also slow down that whole process. Right. Because everyone like when you do it in class and it's live if you stop and you correct one student I correct everyone them all. <laughs> but well right but everyone's there for it and they see what's and happening and they hear it and they right? yeah but if you're in that video setting and you stop to correct a student and especially thinking younger kids who don't have the attention span who may not understand that you're not talking to them right you know like that doesn't work so by them sending you an individual video that means that you have the opportunity to send individual feedback. Exactly. Right? Right. I think it's awesome and is certainly more beneficial to students than doing either generic feedback or my guess is my guess, and I you know, I don't know this. Um, my guess is a lot of people with similar programs to you or similar businesses, whether they go into mm-hmm. daycares or they're you come to our studio, if you're shutting down, you're either shutting down or right. you're, I think most places are probably just doing the video so it's a one-way communication i communicate something out to the students Mm -hmm. and you have no real right way of knowing what's happening right you can't like assess their work or give them feedback um and one of the cool things is with google classroom as soon as i post something the parent gets an email they're like hey there's new videos there's new this mm -hmm. so then they get the alert to go check whereas if i'm just posting a youtube video then i have to go and do the back work i have to Go to my emails, share the link, right, and it just becomes all this. Yeah, and so I mean, you know, and this is what I was just talking. Extra work where this, I can take that time and focus on making new content and uploading yeah, it and providing them. feedback to the and students. And providing which, feedback to students. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I was going to say. The other part of that is, like, I'm sure that that part is time consuming. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're just getting rolling with this, so I guess you'll find out. But given the current situation where you're trying to maintain. The standards that you have, you right. know, say like it's kind of a cliched term, but you have a standard of excellence, right? You want you want to deliver <laughs> quality cons- dance education. Yeah, you want a, cons- a quality and consistent product or service. Yeah, and so it's it's going to probably take a lot of time to do, but in the end, it's probably going to work better for students than most other things you could do. It's going to be a really cool adventure, I think. Yeah, so it's too early to say for sure in any way but do you think there's a chance that this changes how you teach classes or is this something that you might do long term you know not not instead of classroom stuff i'm just saying like if this works out for you do you think there's a chance you might continue to have a virtual class or an online presence like this yeah i think so um mostly for students who miss a class Mm -hmm. because we are such a a specific kind of program where we don't just hold classes anywhere and wherever you can just come and do a makeup. Right. Students who miss a class, they're limited. Right. If We're their school has two school. classes, they can do the two classes. But yeah. we are limited. And so it would be nice to be able to offer them this option. Yeah, as your makeup. As your makeup. You miss class, you do it. and Yeah, and you know what? You could even, even for just for kids who were there... By maintaining the access to it, it means the kids could practice. Go more home and practice. Home. Parents can get more info on it. And right now, I'm really considering moving my private picture page over to Google Classrooms because right now I host a private picture page for parents mm-hmm. where they can go in and they can see pictures each week, little notes about what the class worked on. 
But the thing is, it doesn't send them alert every time I do it. Right. And you got to think we're uploading, you know, hundreds and hundreds of pictures every week, writing these specific notes about class. There's a lot of legwork to then go through the rosters and email them like, hey, we did this thing. Yeah, especially if, you know, yeah, one, you have to email them, but two, how many of them don't go check because it's not already. Yeah, they're not getting the alert and they're not going on the website because it's not something you do. Like once you register, you just you don't really go back to the site unless there's something else to purchase like recital. Right. But for this, you know, and, and especially if you have a Google account, it's all, it all syncs together. Right. right. So, so it's, it's a cool idea. It's something I never thought about, but I did have a parent recently tell me that I needed to send alerts for the private picture pages because otherwise he just doesn't look at them. And yeah. I was like, all right, well, now I have the Google Classroom. Like, let's just use that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is actually, and, and doing both together is something that has gotten more and more I want to say popular, but I don't. I don't know that a lot of people are doing it. What mixing in person and Google Classroom? Yeah, and it's okay. called blended learning. Yeah, um, and or blended instruction. So part of a class is where students are working independently mm-hmm. through that that portal, like through yeah. that learning management system. And then part of the class is live instruction, is group work, is doing whatever else. But then that way, when the when you know if there's homework, a lot of times the homework is really just continuation of what you did in class. Right. But the kids accessing the same thing at home that they're in the classroom i think this would be a good option for students with different abilities yeah you know say they come to class and they're just not in the right mood they're not something's just wrong you know their socks on backwards (laughs) anything can set them off at a young age so say that they just didn't have a good class Mm -hmm. so then parents can be like all right well then let's go home and practice like hey you're in a good mood now like let's let's do this let's see that way you're ready for next week and we can continue this growth in class and continue moving forward. Yeah, and that's one of the things that, that John had talked about when we talked about Canvas and learning management systems was how important differentiating instruction is. So yeah. for students with learning disabilities, with attention problems, with behavioral issues, what this essentially does is it allows certain students to accelerate on because mm-hmm. you have materials there and ready and they yeah. can work independently. You don't have to be driving all of the instruction um, and it also means that you then have extra time to work one-on-one. So for you, yeah. I, you're not obviously going to be using it in the classroom. Well, but, no. But, but yeah. it does create that opportunity for kids to get extra practice yeah. or to provide additional feedback. And, and, and like students who just, they can't really focus for the full 45 minutes. You know, they're, yeah. they're in it and then they're just somewhere else. And then they're in it, they come and go. So separating the classes into the different sections in the Google Classroom allows them to, hey, focus for... 10 minutes on this part. Right. Okay, now go run outside. Yeah. Okay, now come back and let's do some jazz warm-up because everything starts with a warm-up. So, you know... They're getting their bodies ready right. There's to like do technical markers work. markers for the beginning of each yeah. section. So, you know, say we're in person, we're having our class, and we get through the full 45 minutes, but maybe they didn't retain a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Then they can go home and practice yeah, just you, the ballet portion if that's the what option. they want to do. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Um, it's a cool idea. Yeah. So okay, and we're we're gonna we're gonna see what happens because as I said in episode twenty that I have done very little online work in terms of posting stuff. This I've year. done more Google Classroom work in the past two days than you have in my life, like ever. <laughs> Literally true. I suggested the Google Classroom, even though I have not actually. I mean, I know a little about it, but I've never used it. So you are now the resident expert here. No, <laughs> You're the I mean, one who told me to use it. Yeah. So there well, you, go. you know. So in talking with. Um, 
John in episode 20, he focused on Canvas, which is obviously yeah. his specialty. That's where he works. You now have talked a lot about Google Classroom, mm-hmm. which is what you're using, albeit on the fly. You figured out right, a lot very yeah. fast, and it is user-friendly. Um, and I'm waiting for official approval, but uh, I think the county schools have sort of set everyone up to just go do Google Classrooms. Cause Instead of the have. other one? But Schoology yeah. is the new LMS that they've adopted yeah. and that we're supposed to be implementing next year. So I sent some emails and I said, look, if I have to go do all this, I don't have a Google Classroom. I don't want to set one up. If and then I'm, have to move it over. If next, well, and that's the thing. You can't move it over. No, Google I know. That's what I meant. Like, like you contain, can't just. You know, so if, if we had Canvas, then we switched to Schoology. You can actually move your stuff, but you can't move stuff out of Google yeah. Classroom. So I'm waiting for approval. and I'm just going to go straight into the new software oh. because if the end of the year is going to be messy with us not being there and having to figure out how kids do it, you know what? If it's going to be messy, let's be messy and actually learn something so that next year when we do Mm-hmm. fully implement Schoology, the new learning management system. You have system. it all set up. You're not having I should to do already, the back work again. Right. And, I should yeah. already know what I'm doing. So, right. You, know, rather, you should do that, yeah. And that, so that's assuming it's okay with my bosses. That's essentially my plan. I mean, I think that's why I just dove into Google Classroom because I think it's something that will last and stay in the time for Tiny Toes. For you, yeah. And yeah. it's it's user-friendly and, and all that. So that's that's good. So we'll, we'll see, but maybe in a couple of weeks I'll do another one of these as a solo talk and just talk about that. And we'll have covered the three biggest, well, three, three out of the four, learning the top three things. biggest learning management systems. Yeah. Um, okay, so just, just quick then, because I know that was mostly what we want to clarify is that there's been sort of a shift in the business model. Big shift, um, yeah. A lot of this came about quickly because you have to figure out what do you do because if you close down, you don't make money. And this is the big concern that lots and lots of people are having, mm-hmm. big and small business, but especially small businesses or people working, say, um, you know, if you wait tables or something like that, you know, yeah. you're, you're out of work now. Initially, you got some emails and people asking about, you know, dropping class or right. trying to figure out tuition stuff. Mm-hmm. So I sent out a massive email saying, hey, guys, next two months tuitions drastically discounted discounted. just follow along with me let's keep going yeah for the next two months let's get through the school year let's ride this out so you know and obviously you know you're never going to make everyone happy and i think most people and i don't mean this in a negative way towards you or your program but i think most people at the moment have bigger fish to fry oh absolutely they do that's why i didn't want to bombard them with like oh hey now you owe me you know 75 dollars for the next let's let's simplify this whole thing for everyone but you know um from the people that you have heard from what has the response been from parents from maybe the directors of the schools you're at um what what have what have you heard in response? Um, so parents, I got an email saying, "Hey, from one small business owner to another, this is amazing. This is great. Thank you so much for getting this done so fast. For working so hard." Um, I had two parents or families reach out and say, "Hey, got your email about discounted tuition. We want you to know that we're paying your full tuition. We're not asking. We're just we're doing it because they want to support." The program they want to see it continue and to grow because they've been with us for a few years. And right. So overall positive. I mean, you're never overall gonna, uh, you the know. majority of it is positive. I mean, we we do have those few that are just like, yeah, not going to do the online thing, and I yeah. totally get it. Like, yeah. There's enough stress going on right now than to worry about this. Um, but one family said they didn't want to go online, and then I see them in the software totally using the program and commenting on stuff. So I'm like, so you say you're not, but you actually want to. Well, you know, but that's also... So it's, yeah, it's, test it out, though. You've got the month new. to, like, figure it out. Yeah. Um, what... I mean, 
mean, not, I don't even know if you're in a position to do this, but like, what would you offer as advice to other people just based on like the last like four days? Buy a computer with a really good hard drive. Yeah. No. Okay. But like, you're still in the middle of the transition. Yeah. And so I'm not saying about use Google classroom or use certain hardware. Like it's, it's hard to learn a lesson before a thing is done. Cause you don't know where it's going to end. Like you don't know where it's going to go, but like what's something that you think you've learned as a business owner in the last five days or whatever it is. Build a relationship with your customers. Make sure they know who you are, what you stand for, what your mission in life with your business is. Because when it's clear and it's strong and it supports the well-being of their kids or any person in their family, they will be there to support you. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hey. I mean, that's that's yeah. we talk about that all the time at school. You know, one of the most important things you do is build relationships, because if you don't have a good relationship with students yep. and parents, then none of the rest of it works. And but like you said, they're they're with be me. honest, like just be yeah. honest. My students are know? with me by force of law. You right. know, if they don't show up, the <laughs> parents go to jail. You know, you, you're in a very different situation. Very different. But it's, it's interesting to hear that, you know, the philosophy is so similar. Um, all right. Well, I'm, I'm glad we did this because I was going to you know, post the rest of the regular talk, but in just a few days, things are so very different that it seemed like completely flipped upside down. Yeah. It seemed like it's worth adding, especially since we just had the, you know, I just had this conversation with John Casca about learning management systems right? and and now you're using one. So I thought, (laughs) no, I just dove head in and I'm like, we're doing this. It'd be crazy to post this without adding something to clarify, you know, the connection. Um, all right. So uh, open mic, no pressure. I did this at the end of the other one too. Is there mm-hmm. anything that you want to say or offer or request of people in the pod? I mean, just anything you want to say while you got an open mic? <laughs> um, at this time, stay healthy, stay strong. We have a very, very long road ahead of us. Small businesses are going to suffer bad. We're going to, we're going to take a big hit, but we're strong. We'll make it through. So we'll see you on the flip side. Hopefully we'll see you all the way through. Keep calm and dance on. <laughs>